we began looking, my brother, sister, and I began to look and we decided to start with this um, Chinese box. And when we opened it, um, it was filled with old letters, kind of crushed down in there, pushed down in it, pulled them out and started to look at them. I was instantly mesmerized by these letters because they were different handwriting. Some of them were typed, you know, obviously all very old and they were mostly in Czech, which I don't speak the language and or read it. And so, you know, they were a mystery right away. Shortly after the passing of both her parents in the early 2000s, Joni Sherm and her siblings began the difficult process of going through their parents' belongings. One item stood out, an antique Chinese box. The siblings had seen this box many times before, but never opened it. Little did they know, the box held numerous letters detailing harrowing stories of the Holocaust. This episode of The Refugee Report is about Joni Sherm, an author who has written three books detailing her father, Dr. Oswald Holzer's escape from the Holocaust. Growing up, she knew that her father had survived the Holocaust. However, the discovery of countless old letters revealed an incredible story unknown to her. Throughout this episode, you'll hear clips from my interview with Joni. We discussed her research process, what she discovered, the process of assimilation, and her father's life. This is part two of our series about Dr. Oswald Waldeck Holzer. Please listen to part one of the series if you haven't already. That episode covers the incredible refugee story of Dr. Oswald Holzer. Before beginning this episode, we want to warn you that the following audio and descriptions may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Growing up, Joni's impression of her father was that he was a hardworking doctor, well-respected within their Florida community. I really, I knew this man that I grew up with who was uh, not fearful and was very open to all different uh, civilizations. He loved to travel the world. He loved to learn about people. He never showed any real biases that I saw at all, even for the Germans and what happened. He really wasn't. So I know now, you know, that he carried a, uh, you know, a lot in him inside that he never really revealed. Joni knew that he had survived the Holocaust, but she had sparse details about this. And it was a topic that was rarely discussed in her family. I knew that the background existed within the family, obviously. I knew at that moment that our, my grandparents and my great-grandmother had died in the Holocaust. And that was the extent of what I knew. And, and he didn't really talk about it like you hear often of people that have certainly gone have a history of anything that has to do with the Holocaust. It's not an easy thing to, to talk about. But I grew up really with almost no knowledge. And it was a time when you didn't even, there wasn't anything much in school at all about the Holocaust. You knew nothing. Joni would begin to learn her father's hidden story in the mid-1990s. Steven Spielberg made the Academy Award-winning movie Schindler's List. This film shows the true story of Oskar Schindler, a German businessman who saved the lives of around 1,200 Jews during the Holocaust. Joni still had significant gaps in her understanding of her father's story, so she thought that taking him to see this movie would help him open up about his experience during the Holocaust. But I had thought, well, this will be an opportunity for us to see this movie. It was acclaimed, you know, at that point. And, and I really felt like then maybe we can talk more about it. And so clearly it wasn't a very smart thing to do at that time. And I 
realized it right away with his very loud no. Dr. Holzer had a visceral reaction to Joni's offer and immediately said no. After so many years, Valdek struggled to process the trauma he endured throughout World War II. The thought of reliving this experience through a movie was unthinkable to him. However, Joni's suggestion did cause Dr. Holzer to begin opening up about his story. He went to a typewriter and began to show the scope of tragedy and loss he endured. He, he just um, said that he would type a list. He went to his old typewriter and I just sat next to him while he typed a list, which um, turned out to be 44 um, people. He would put codes next to him, whether they were an uncle or a great uncle or, um, you know, a, a cousin. And then he would put the places where he thought they had been taken. Joni went on to call this Valdick's List. For the first time in Joni's life, she began understanding the breadth of her father's trauma. Nearly every single member of his family was wiped out by genocide. All of this happened while he fled to foreign countries for safety. He carried a burden of guilt for leaving his family and homeland to survive. Despite this newfound information, there were still many gaps in her father's refugee story. She had audio recordings in which he explained some parts of his story, but so much was left untold. Unfortunately, the passing of Dr. Holzer in 2000 prevented him from sharing these stories. However, Joni's discovery of his old letters revealed an awing refugee story. The letters were from family members, friends, and Valdek himself. It highlighted those who escaped, those who were murdered, and the journey of Valdek around the world. Despite this groundbreaking discovery, most letters were in Czech or foreign languages. Joni, not knowing any Czech herself, decided to scan the letters and have them translated. One letter in particular stood out to Joni. It was written in Czech, but Joni sensed it was important. So in there was also a letter, an envelope that had a, some Czech words on the front of the envelope. And then it had been cut on the side, like with a letter cutter, a letter um, knife. When I opened the letter, that it was a letter that my grandfather had written in this beautiful handwriting um, to my father. And when I saw the date, by then I knew a lot about um, some of the people that had died and, and done research with the U.S. Holocaust Museum. I went there for a week. They were taken away, I'm sorry, April 21st, 19, um, 19, April 24th, 1942. And the letter was dated April 21st. 1942. So I knew it was right at that moment, but I didn't know what it said. Joni sent a copy of this letter to a translator. The letter was eventually sent back in English, and Joni read it for the first time. The contents of the letter are heartbreaking. The story that goes with that letter is that um, it's addressed to my dear boy, which is what I ended up uh, using as the name of the book that I write that is my father's story, my father telling you his story. And so when I sat down to read it, my son was with me. And it's written to my dear boy. And it's really about the father's goodbye, the grandfather I never got to meet, um, knowing really that he had, as I said, he had been in World War One, And so he knew the worst of war, really, which had been a horrific war. It's very straightforward in terms of a goodbye. And 
his love of his son and everything. And so I started out reading it and I couldn't even finish it. I was just in tears. And then my son said, I'll do it. And then he started reading and, and was the same as me. It's just a very, very hard letter to read. This letter was written by Dr. Holzer's father, Arnest Holzer, shortly before he boarded a transport to a concentration camp. This poignant letter has Arnest Holzer telling his son how much he loves him and how proud he is of him. Arnest wrote this letter to his son knowing he would most likely be killed. This is key to understanding why Dr. Holzer was so private about his Holocaust story. He had this haunting letter from his father shortly before the Nazis murdered him. Dr. Holzer most likely carried an unfathomable amount of survivor's guilt. However, Arnost also had an incredibly hopeful note for his son. He gave him a charter on how he should live his life. But it was the inspiration for everything because um, my grandfather, Arnost Holzer, made a wish for his son, my father, that he not use his, um, his profession of curing to garner wealth, but that he help the suffering humanity. So here's a man knowing that he's probably going to his death, um, wishing that greater wish. And me realizing, because I grew up with the man and I saw what he did in a very extraordinary manner, um, beyond what is just the normal physician's good works for people. He really went above and beyond. And so I realized he had lived out his father's wish. Dr. Oswald Holzer knew firsthand the horrible things that human beings are capable of. Yet, he actively chose not to succumb to cynicism. He became a figure within his community known for his selfless medical care. When patients could not afford to pay for his services, he would waive their costs and help them. He was known to volunteer his time to help senior citizens in his community. He even insisted on treating people of color with respect, despite the racist culture of many medical practices in Florida at the time. These newfound letters explained why Dr. Holzer was instilled with such a strong sense of empathy. However, these letters also revealed many other refugee stories. They included accounts of friends and family who ventured to far corners of the globe to escape the wrath of the Nazis. These stories include the struggle to escape, the tremendous loss of loved ones, and the rebuilding of lives in new countries. Unfortunately, there's not enough time in this episode to detail all of these incredible stories. You can read about these people and their letters in Joni's book, Adventures Against Their Will. However, one fascinating aspect of Joni's research is that it connected her with distant relatives and the descendants of old friends of her father. In learning more about these letters, she made connections with people around the globe who are part of her father's refugee story. She could also provide them with new information that they didn't know. So when I would get in touch with them, I could share what I learned. And it was very interesting to them because, you know, it's like if you didn't think about a letter that you wrote for 50 years and then somebody's talking to you about the circumstances that you were experiencing then and the memories come back to you. So I was kind of like a emissary of their past. And they treated me so wonderfully because of that, because it was like I knew them. But the whole experience of meeting others that were like me, the children who are now, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever, um, 
that was amazing too, because we all shared what we knew about our parents and we found a lot of commonalities. Through all of her research, Joni Sherm has revealed the incredible refugee story of her father and so many others. This particular episode may seem out of the ordinary for the refugee report. We usually explain modern day refugee crises or look into specific refugee stories. In this episode, there is a greater focus on what happens afterward. And that is on purpose. Too often the demands of assimilation make refugees feel as though they need to hide or forget their journey. The loss and trauma they face further incentivize this notion. You heard from Joni about Dr. Holzer's struggles in confronting his past. However, telling and preserving these stories is immensely important. Not only does this preserve the memory of those impacted by war, but it also teaches us how to treat and help refugees today. Joni Sherm summed up the sentiment best at the end of our interview. I just, you know, there's so many things that go into what happens to someone and they're emotionally damaged forever. And I'm sure my father was um, because, you know, I think you keep that in yourself and you always wonder whether you could have done more. And the letters that I have of his, I know he did everything he could making the decisions that were at that moment, the, you know, seemed like the right choices. We just have to remember what it would feel like, I think, or try and have empathy for people that experience that and do something, whatever that something is. So to conclude this episode, we want to recommend an organization that you can support that is actively helping refugees. This episode, it is the International Rescue Committee. This organization is on the ground helping refugees affected by conflicts worldwide. You can go to their website, find a specific refugee crisis, and see what work they are doing. Their link will be in the description of this episode. While we do recommend this organization, it is important to do research before spending your own money. Also, as mentioned, I recommend reading Joni Sherm's book, Adventures Against Their Will, after listening to this episode. This book contains numerous letters and stories from friends and relatives of Dr. Holzer. That concludes this episode of The Refugee Report. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Make sure that you follow us on our Instagram, at WartimeAid. We post additional content that is not included in our podcast episodes. Tune in next time for an update episode on the humanitarian situation in Ukraine. As always, thank you for listening.